listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast by Dr. T. Michael W. Halcom, Dr. Frederick J. Long, Dr. Mario Melendez, Dr. Jennifer Noonan, and J. M. Smith. Welcome and enjoy. Welcome to Proof Text. I am Michael Halcom, and in this episode, we're thinking about a fallacy of the week. And boy, do we have a good one. I've heard this fallacy so many times, and uh, I'm surprised it's taken me so long to get to this one. But I saw this online not too long ago, and it was just annoying. Um, so I'm going to share this with you, and uh, yeah, perhaps it'll be helpful. You know, as someone who has spent all of my adult life studying um, to the tune of having five degrees, you know, one bachelor's, which is four years, three master's degrees, a PhD, I'm an advocate of education. I've taught at the high school level, the undergraduate level, the graduate level, and so on. And um, I've even subbed in uh, postgrad classes, but I, I've also taught little kids. Um, I've, I've coached. So teaching is just in my DNA. It's part of who I am. And as part of what I believe God has commissioned me to do with my life. Um, but I often hear a claim that sort of tries to pit education against spirit. And uh, one of the ways that I often hear this is, um, you know, like, why, why do I need to study so much when I can uh, get in the pulpit and uh, preach? and the Spirit will give me the words to say? Or, you know, why do I need to read commentaries when I can just pray for the Spirit to give me insight? Or why do I need to know the biblical languages and waste all that time studying dead ancient languages when the Spirit can just give me insight into the Scriptures today? And this is a kind of thing I hear. All of these are a form of a fallacy known as a false dichotomy. And when someone commits a false dichotomy, essentially what they're doing is they, they're giving two options and presenting those as essentially the only options. Um, and then usually one or the other is the right one. Um, and so really there's only one option. It's really annoying, really frustrating. Let me show you, if you're watching, I'm going to put up on the screen here, a form of this that I recently saw and um, found very annoying. If you're listening, that's fine too. Here it is on the screen. It says, no matter how much money you spend going to a Bible school or a Bible college, having a degree is not an anointing. Only God anoints. <laughs> All right, so uh, let me read this one more time. No matter how much money you spend going to a Bible school or a Bible college, Having a degree is not an anointing, only God anoints. All right, so this is frustrating um, for numerous reasons. And I just want to go through this. I mean, it is a false dichotomy. Um, it's giving us two options. You know, uh, we have Bible college or not. You know, Bible college or anointing by God. And um, that's the only options we get. And then... Really, the correct option here is anointing by God, poo-pooing on Bible college. Now, here's the thing, and I want to 
I want to bring this to your attention. Over 20-ish years of hearing these kinds of arguments, I will say this. 100% of the time, that is without fail, every single time, the person who is likely to make this claim is someone who has never gone to Bible college or seminary. And if they did go to Bible college or seminary, they hated it and whined about it the whole way through. Right. So it's generally just people who who are typically lazy and uh, and or haven't had a chance to get to go to Bible college or seminary and, you know, secretly feel inferior. But nobody I know who's ever gone through a bachelor's, master's and a Ph.D. has come out of that and poo pooed Bible study. Right. Or poo pooed that. Um, so that's pretty interesting to me, but let's look at this. It says, no matter how much money you spend going to a Bible school or a Bible college, having a degree is not an anointing. Okay. So I'll say this, um, no matter how much money you spend, <clears throat> well, yeah, it doesn't matter. Nobody, nobody that I know has ever argued that the more money you spend, going to a Bible school or a Bible college, uh, the more of an anointing you get. I've never, literally, I've never heard anyone say this. So this is what we call a straw man argument as well. You set up an argument and then you knock it down to make yourself look like the victor when the argument that you set up is not a legitimate argument because nobody has ever used it. I have certainly never heard anyone use this. And um, to say that people do is, is silly. I've, I've never heard someone say the more money you spend on Bible college, the greater your anointing is. Nobody's ever made that argument, except the stupid meme. Um, no matter how much money you spend going to a Bible school or a Bible college, having a degree is not an anointing. Okay, so it says Bible, um, having a degree is not an anointing. Again, nobody I know would ever argue that having a degree is an anointing. No, having a degree is, in a lot of people's cases, going through like an ordination process, or having a degree is something that people sought for themselves. But I've literally never, ever heard someone say that I have this degree, so it's my anointing. So again, it's a straw man argument. They've set up this argument, knocked it down, made themselves look like the victor, but it's actually a non-argument because nobody's ever used it. Having a degree is not an anointing. Nobody has ever said that. It was. All right. Um, and then it says, uh, there's bad grammar, bad syntax, bad punctuation here. It says, only God anoints. Well, actually, no, only God doesn't anoint. That's not scriptural at all whatsoever. Um, yeah, so if you look in the Old Testament, you get this uh, Hebrew term, Mashach. It's related to Mashiach, right, what we know as Messiah. But um, Mashach has, is anoint, to anoint, right? And um, this is the idea of smearing or pouring oil on someone and then smearing it on them. It was, uh, that's how anointing was done. And it was often done for um, kings and priests and prophets, right? So in the Old Testament, um, the Lord often does 
tell commission people to anoint other people. So he instructs Moses, right, to anoint Aaron and his sons um, to serve as priests. And so God doesn't anoint, but he tells Moses to be the one to anoint. Um, you have a God also telling this to uh, Elijah, telling him to anoint Elisha, right? So uh, when he's going to succeed him. And uh, you have the lady anointing Jesus' feet in the Gospels. Um, this could be a, a, a custom uh, for greeting people. You can anoint dead bodies. Um, so, no, this, this isn't true that God is the only one that anoints. There are all kinds of people anointing in Scripture. The other thing that I'd like to say, too, is that, you know, this this meme tries to beat up on and downplay education like that's the whole point of it and the reality is that if you read scripture really closely from start to finish what you find is that a lot of the people in scripture actually were very educated right um you think about moses who we meet early on he writes the pentateuch and he's highly educated in uh, pharaoh's court right from being educated in pharaoh's court joshua he writes joshua um, a soldier, spy, a minister, a leader. And we have to assume that because he can write and he does all these things, he had some form of education. Um, you have Samuel, who was a high priest for God, right? And a judge, a prophet and a judge. And he was raised in the temple. And so we assume uh, because he was in the priesthood, he was educated. And um, you have other people like um, uh, Ezra, Right, he's a descendant of Aaron again of the priesthood. So these people in the priestly line were often very educated. Um, Nehemiah, he writes the book of Nehemiah. He was a cupbearer to Artaxerxes, um, and he had uh, education and skill. Obviously, uh, you have uh, David, who seems to have been educated later in life. He was a shepherd boy when he started, but later in life he seems to get ed educated. You have. Um, uh, Solomon, his son, who grows up under David, and of course he's educated, he becomes an incredibly wise man. Uh, Jeremiah, right? Um, he's in the uh, priestly lineage, the little Levitical priesthood, and so he was trained for the priesthood and probably educated. And Ezekiel, who was in the, the priesthood, Daniel, um, he was of, of um, serving in uh, royal capacities and had lots of wisdom and insight and was educated. And you can look at Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, educated, right? So many of the prophets educated. Um, you have Matthew, uh, who uh, was a, a toll collector, right? So he was really good with numbers and he had to have some education to do that. And you have um, Mark, who was following around Peter, taking his sermon notes. He had some education. Uh, at least in writing skills. You have Luke, who was a writer and a researcher, a historian, a physician. Uh, you have John. Uh, he was um, he, he was also writing, so certainly educated. Paul sat at the feet of one of the most um, uh, famed rhetors or orators of his day, Gamaliel. He was very, very educated. Uh, and uh, you have uh, James in the the scriptures who's called a righteous teacher and of course we have writings from him so educated you have um uh 
numerous people all throughout scripture that are educated and again a lot of them in the priesthood but educated in very different ways in royal courts and priesthood uh, at the feet of orators and rhetors and uh, so on and so forth so and it's these educated people that in many instances god actually uses to educate the masses and to do his work so to beat up on education um is just absolutely silly that's absolutely silly because that's something that god gives us with and god commissions us to use and to act of its to act as if it's unnecessary and unneeded is just ridiculous uh, i've told that story before about a professor you know having a, a student come up to him and and say, you know, Professor, why do I got to take all these tests? Why do I got to take all these quizzes? Why do I got to read all these books? Um, why do I got to sit through all these lectures? Why do I got to write all these papers when I can just get in the pulpit on Sunday and the Spirit gives me the words to say? And without hesitation, the professor replies back, well, it's a shame you're not giving the Spirit more to work. Right? And that's what education is. It's, it's not a contrast to the Spirit. It's um, it's not something that repels the spirit. It's giving the spirit more to work with. And that's how we really need to think of it. We need to stop putting down people who've gone to Bible college or seminary. Now, I will say, I know some people have gone to Bible college and seminary and have been worse after. They've gone liberal or progressive, like off the rails. So they've lost their faith. And that isn't the that isn't Bible college or seminary like or education in general, you know, fault. Uh, it's that person's fault for following a wayward teacher or a wayward uh, peer or not doing their due diligence. So that's not um, that's not something that should keep education or Bible college or seminary in the crosshairs and just ready to be shot down or blown up, right? So we don't need to do this. We need to understand that throughout church history from even before church, like when we look at the Old Testament before the church started, and through church history, on up to today, God has used educated people who've devoted their lives to learning and teaching, and um, that's nothing to to look down on, to poo-poo on, to rebuke or push back like that stupid meme does. Um, again, that's people, people who just have an inferiority complex, uh, post those sorts of things. So. If you have someone in your life who's gone to Bible college or seminary, you know, thank them for it. Let them know you appreciate it. And if you're thinking about it, um, pray on that and talk to some trusted people. Get some wisdom and insight about that and uh, where you should go. All right, I'm going to stop there. That's enough for now. I hope that helps. Interested in growing your ancient language skills but not sure where to start? Glow's House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glossa House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glossahouse.com today. Glossa House, language resources for the global community.